Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. Whatever type of company you work with and laugh, let's have some fun along the way. I'm Michael Bull, your host of the world of commercial real estate. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, if you have any questions, any commercial real estate questions, that is, we do like hearing from you. Our phone number is 888-612-SHOW. Our email is info at com. Or you can reach us through your favorite social media site. You can find them all at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, I'm excited about the show we're bringing you today. If your business occupies, leases, buys, builds, loans, develops, invests, or really anything to do with commercial real estate, you may want to have a pen handy. We have some of the top research experts in the country with us. We're going to talk about some powerful analytical and research tools. You will get some takeaways in the form of resources, plus we'll share some ways to power your business with these resources. My first guest is Carol Campbell with The Site to Do Business. The Site to Do Business is an incredible online tool for commercial real estate analysis. Carol, good morning. Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and excited to share uh, what we do here at CCM Tech with your listeners. Well, thank you. I, I love the uh, site to do business. It's an incredible tool. And, and, and first, if you can, give our listeners a quick perspective of CCIM and how the site to do business got started. Okay. Well, CCIM, which stands for Certified Commercial Investment Member, actually began back in the 1950s. Um, it's an institute or an organization uh, which designates commercial real estate professionals, and CCIMs across the country are recognized as the expert in commercial investment real estate industry. Site to Do Business was actually developed by CCIMs for CCIMs and was released to the market in 1999. So we've been around several years and have evolved into a mature, robust product. It was developed as a web-based site analysis program, um, giving uh, commercial real estate people the opportunity to go in and analyze, see what trends are in an area, um, and get a lot of information when they're making decisions both for themselves and recommendations to their clients. Great. And the CCIM is a great network. It's great education. Uh, we require all of our brokers to get involved with CCIM. Um, but now uh, the CCIM the website, the site to do business, it keeps growing. Tell us, what is CCIM Tech? CCIM Tech is a wholly owned subsidiary of the CCIM Institute. It is a for-profit company that is separate from the Institute, and CCM Tech has two products that we have developed, both of them web-based um, for commercial real estate professionals to use. The first one, Site to Do Business, which is what we'll spend most of our time talking about today, is the analytical tool, or more the analytical tool. And then in 2010, we um, launched our second product, which is CCM Red X. Uh, and CCM Red X is a product which allows people to enter information about a property and to do a lot of things with it from a marketing standpoint, to push it out to listing services or syndications, or they can do some marketing flyers, um, flash websites, and some things like that. So okay. CCM Tech is the um, is a subsidiary. We operate uh, these two tools and to con continue to develop them for CCIM members and for other commercial uh, professionals. Right. So you don't have to be a CCIM now to get access to these sites. You still have 
have to be a CCIM in order to get access to CCIM Red X. Now, we do yeah. believe at some point in the near future we may be able to offer that to uh, non-CCIM members. Site to do business up until 2006 was only available to CCIM members, but it now is available to all commercial real estate uh, professionals or anyone who really is uh, interested in doing analytical work on um, a site or an area. Okay. And I'd like to get right into some of the tools at the site to do business. Okay. And if you could start, tell us about the business list and uh, what you can do there. Okay. Um, well, to, to give you just a little bit of background, uh, site to do business is built on a GIS platform, which is a geographical platform, which allows us to understand and visualize data in many ways. Um, and b before I get into the business list, I think it's important that people understand that all of these tools are going to help you analyze um, in a new and um, more um, concise but complete manner. So the old way we used to look at real estate, we've all heard this a million times, location, location, location. But with these tools, you can actually go a little bit deeper and you can look at location, timing, and demographics. The business list is just one of those things, and it is one of the favorite tools with Insight to do business that allows you to go in and to start identifying what other businesses are in an area. For example, you can identify all of the businesses by type in a defined area. So if you define an area, maybe it's a radius or maybe it's a drive time, you want to find all the pharmacies or perhaps all of the attorney's offices in that area, you can do that. You can also identify businesses in an area by name. So if you want to find all the Home Depots, for example, in the state of Florida or Ernst & Young, whatever those businesses are, you can find. Probably the thing that uh, people uh, like the most is the ability to find what businesses are at a particular address. So if you wanted to find all of the businesses at a multi-story office building, you can also do that. These tools or this tool is used a lot for prospecting for tenants, um, for clients, um, but you can also take them and then upload them on the map and view spatially where uh, businesses are located. Okay. And tell us about some of the reports that are available, Carol. Uh, a lot of reports. Um, one of the things that we get a lot is, oh, site to do business, that's the demographic site. And there are a lot of demographic reports within site to do business, some that are pretty surface demographic reports, and then there are some that go a whole lot deeper. Uh, but we also have income and age reports, employment reports, community reports. Um, and then, of course, um, we get into our suite of retail reports, a very strong suite of retail reports to include consumer expenditures so retail professionals uh, can see how people have spent money um, in an area by category, market potential, which is going to show how people are likely to spend money in a given area. And that can be very general or it can be something specific such as health and beauty or auto aftermarket. Okay. Um, and, and then the granddaddy of them all, and the one that people love the most, and probably our most sophisticated report, is our Retail Marketplace Profile Report, which actually does a retail gap analysis. Oh, I like this one, too. Yes. Yes, this is a great report, and people love this because it shows what the supply is in an area, the number of businesses by category that are already in that area, um, the demand, and then it will calculate a surplus or leakage. So it gives people a 
real understanding of are people traveling outside of this market area uh, to go to shop somewhere else for a particular category? Um, is there a, a potential for a store here? Is this area oversaturated? So it gives a lot of great information um, for retail professionals. Yeah, that's a great tool. If you've, you're presenting a property to a tenant and you show them a gap analysis, you're not just uh, talking about it. You're showing them there's a need there, right? That's exactly right. And tell us about the comparison reports. Can't you uh, put two properties side by side and kind of compare Absolutely. them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite tools. Um, and not a lot of people, even people who use Site to Do Business a lot, overlook this tool. But I think it's very, very powerful. And there's a lot of ways that you compare, you can compare sites within Site to Do Business. But one of them is a comparison report. Um, and what you do is you put up to five different sites side by side. It uh, generates a an Excel spreadsheet for you, uses about 100 different variables. But since it is an Excel spreadsheet, you can delete the variables that aren't relevant in your particular case. And so essentially what you end up with is a customized comparison report. Uh, so you can get it down to a one-page report, put it on a client's desk and say, here, here's your existing site, here are the sites we're looking at, or whatever the case may be, and have a, a compelling case uh, for what you're trying to present. I agree. I mean, it's a great tool. If you find a good location, a good store that a company has, and you can show them a new site to get their attention, if you can do a side-by-side -side analysis of one of their better stores, like, okay, you have my attention now, right? Exactly. Yeah, and um, economic development um, people use this a lot to compare their cities with other cities as well. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and talk to us about user points and how you can do use that on the site to do business. User points is simply uploading anything that can be mapped or geocoded. Um, a lot of times when people are uploading user points, they're uploading those business lists that we ran. So if you went and did a search for all the Home Depots, like, like we mentioned a few moments ago, you can upload those onto the map and you can use a Home Depot logo and show where all of those stores are and then you could do the same thing and show where the lows are. But the user points aren't limited to just that. You can also um, upload lists that you may have created yourself. For example, let's say um, you're working with an office uh, tenant that's moving, mm -hmm. and uh, perhaps it's important to them that their relocation is close to the owner's uh, home, or maybe it always is. I think. <laughs> it always is, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't want to drive too far, and they may not want their executive staff to drive too far. Um, maybe they want to be close to their customer base. So you can upload all of those things onto the map, then overlay a drive time or a radius on top of that, and you can see where your your customer base is or where your executives are in relationship to the proposed sites that they may be looking at. Yeah, so that's a very powerful tool. It is a great tool. All right, we have to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get more on the site to do business with Carol Campbell. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Commercial Real Estate Show podcast are brought to you commercial-free by commercial brokerage firm Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit BullRealty.com. 
Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate subjects or property sectors, check out our show podcast. We had a great show recently on social media for business. You do not want to miss that one. Another show, we covered ways to increase cash flows and reduce taxes with 1031 exchanges, cost segregation, and self-directed IRAs. If you're a commercial agent, be sure to catch two shows featuring three of the top four commercial real estate trainers in the country. You can hear these shows and other recent shows while they're still available on iTunes and on the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're covering commercial real estate research strategies. My guest is Carol Campbell with the Site to Do Business. And Carol, uh, uh, the Site to Do Business has so many great tools. What is your favorite? That's pretty easy. <laughs> My very favorite tool within Site to Do Business, and one that not a lot of people understand, is called tapestry segmentation. Segmentation data has been around for a long time, um, and some people will recognize it if you call it psychographic. But what it does is it looks at the population from something other than just uh, from a demographic standpoint. It looks at the population from a lifestyle and life cycle. The theory behind it is that birds of a feather flock together. So um, this data will take your area and will tell you, okay, your area may be made up of 25% laptop and lattes. They have these cute little names for all the segments. Um, and so you have an immediate image of what a laptop and latte is. But then the data will go in and tell you uh, that they're the most affluent, unencumbered group. It tells you what their favorite store is. It's Banana Republic, what kind of cars they drive. So it gives you a lot of information about the lifestyles of the people there. And it isn't just for retail use because it, may t it will give you information like, are they renters or do they own their homes? What's their educational attainment? What cars do they drive? Do they rent U-Hauls? And one of the... Uh, segments even tells you that that particular group watches a lot of Seinfeld reruns. So it gives you a lot of information, some of which you're going to be able to use in making commercial real estate decisions. Some of it is just very interesting. Oh, it is interesting. It's a great way for, for businesses to, to secure the right locations and, and be in the right, uh, at the right time. And talk to us about some of the images. There's some great images that you can pull up on the site, right? Right, absolutely. Um, of course, we have the satellite images, topographic maps, and, and all of those formats available, but we also have flown images, oblique images. They're called pictometry. That's the company that provides them, and they're flown at an angle. Um, so they're high-quality images, and a lot of times they're so high-quality that you can see the signage on the side of a building. You can also rotate these images so you can get all four sides of a site or a building that you're, um, that you're looking at or perhaps marketing. Great tool with insight analysis or with insight to do business. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, uh, Carol, what are some of the uh, newer things uh, at the site to do business? Um, recently, we introduced a walk score heat map oh, yeah. with insight <laughs> to do business. And what walk score does is it ranks walkability and transit in an, in an area, public transit. Um, so this heat map, you can lay over an area and actually see what areas are more walkable and which are, are less walkable. Uh, we've also added some uh, new data from Retail Planet, uh, one of which is just uh, the ability to turn on retail layers so you can see what types of centers are in an area. Uh, but the newest thing that's been added from Retail Planet is their brand score tool. So you can go in and click on any location in the United States, and their brand score tool will 
will pop up and give you the five retailers that are void at that particular location. Um, and you can do it at any square footage or you can specify a square footage. So that is really, really interesting data there. Right. So you could just go in and find a corner that, that you're trying to market or you think is a great corner, do your brand score, and it's going to tell you the actual top brands in the country that, that might do well there? That is exactly right. That, that's really incredible. Yes. You know, and I guess there's a lot of people around the country, around the world, using this site. How many people do you think are using this site? Right now, it's in excess of about 20, 20 we're between 20 and 25,000. Mm. Um, of course, CCIMs make up uh, a large part of that, and then uh, we have other um, uh, professionals and other groups that are, are now subscribing to site to do business as well. Right. And you can also use the site to find uh, good CCIM brokers uh, or other professionals around the country, right? That is exactly right. We do have a layer on the map for CCM candidates and designees. So if you uh, have the need to work with a commercial real estate professional in another part of the country, you can actually zoom into that part of the country and turn on that layer and see where those CCIM professionals are and find out their name, their contact information. So uh, you have a good feeling that you're reaching out to someone who's educated and has that integrity that you uh, want to work with as well. Yeah, that's a good point, and we use that uh, tool a lot because uh, we have a lot of clients that uh, have work all around the country, and uh, so we like to partner with CCIMs to, to help them. Uh, and there's a lot of tools here. There's a lot of things you can do. Uh, what kind of training is available, Carol? We've had a lot of different resources for people, um, one of which is a learning center, which we developed. Uh, and our users can go to this learning center 24-7, um, and there's a lot of different tools, a lot of different ways they can learn. For example, we have some learning videos where we've broken the site down into 56 different topics. And they can go in and, and watch like a one- to five-minute video on creating a business list or whatever they're wanting to work on that particular moment. And then they can go practice that. There's also written tutorials. We do a lot of webinars on a regular basis on a on multitude of topics that people can log into. We also archive those, and those are on the Learning Center. Um, through the CCIM chapters across the country, we are working now on scheduling our 2012 hands-on training where we actually go out in the field, we spend a full day with people sitting uh, with computers on their desk, and we uh, go through the site step-by-step, uh, step, and then we also do some case studies. So a lot of different ways that people can get help and training on site to do business. Yeah, uh, that's good. You, you, you've got the tools, but you've got to know how to use them, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And if it isn't something you use all the time, uh, you, do, you need refreshers and, and that ability to go in there and, and uh, uh, remind yourself on, on certain topics. And what are some other things you can do on the site to do business that might surprise people or uh, that might be most interesting to them? the number one thing that people are surprised by is the depth of data that's available within STDB. Um, as I said earlier, a lot of people will say, okay, well, it, you're a demographic site. Um, but literally, you can go into the site to do business, and you can create a map um, that will be as generic as showing where the density of population is in an area, but you can get as specific as finding out where is the 
density of people who are likely to buy a stick of deodorant in the next six months. Or perhaps it's uh, bulbs that people are going to plant in their garden. Or maybe it's life insurance they purchase. So a lot of very specific things that you can go in and find out um, about an area to see what the trends have been. You can paint a picture for 15 to 20 years of what's happened in the past and what's happening now and what is projected into the future. So I think that surprises people a lot, just the depth of data that's there and uh, the amount of time that that data has covered and will cover. Right. So you can help clients, and you can also prospect for business, for tenants, or whatever it is you're doing. And we're close to the end of the break, but how can the listeners find more information about the site? They can certainly go to stdb.com. They can also go to the STDB Learning Center, and that's just www.stdblearningcenter.com. And, of course, they can call me at any time. I would love to uh, speak with them um, about any questions they have. And um, I'm happy to give my phone number. is 469-232-2608. And I'm Carol Campbell. Carol, thanks for joining us and uh, sharing your expertise today. You bet. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Well, you heard it here. If you like more information from Carol Campbell about the site to do business, uh, there's her phone number and her website. You can also find it at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, after a short break, we'll have more research strategies to power your business. If you appreciate the show, reach out to our sponsors. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Commercial Real Estate Show podcasts are brought to you commercial-free by commercial brokerage firm Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like more great commercial real estate information, check out our show blog and follow us on Twitter. You can find them both at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're covering commercial real estate research strategies. Please welcome Mike Overly to the show. He's Regional Director with Excelligent. Excelligent provides fully researched property and listing information around the country to the commercial real estate community. Mike, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Hey, thanks, Michael. Great to be here. Well, thank you for joining us and spending some time with us. And first of all, a lot of our listeners probably know about Excelligent, and maybe they use it. Uh, but uh, you're also growing, so tell us a little about about uh, Excelligent. Yeah, glad to. Uh, we are a commercial real estate information company. We're based out of Kansas City. Uh, currently in 35 markets nationwide and uh, in plans on growing to uh, 65 commercial real estate markets, the top ones in the nation over the next uh, three years. Uh, currently rolling out Dallas and Atlanta, so uh, very busy right now with the uh, the rollout plans. And we are a proactive research company. I think it's important to point that out because uh, there are a lot of different types of companies out there uh, that provide data, and some of them are more along the lines of a self-update system or more have a research component to it. And we have the research component, which puts a lot of researchers behind the infrastructure of the company and also making sure that we're getting the information accurate and up-to-date. Uh, that would be uh, very helpful for the industry to make sure that they're staying on top of the business and not getting maybe an annual or quarterly update, but having our information updated daily. Okay. And you partner uh, with the brokers in some of the various markets, right? That's correct. Tell we, us about that. Well, we're we're, uh, we're obviously our clientele is uh, pretty broad in the commercial arena: uh, brokers, agents, appraisers, lenders, investors, uh, government agencies, just to name a few. Uh, use our data in our information system, so uh, there is a wide range of it, and even to the extent of uh, people that are just working within the commercial industry sectors, whether you're movers or whatever the case may be in the industry, that you need to get a detailed content with the information. 
Okay, and we're going to provide a bunch of uh, resources and takeaways in the show today. And uh, before we do that, uh, let's talk about uh, national numbers, national resources. Uh, and, and when you look at the market uh, nationally, and then you, and you look at the local market, uh, what should the listeners consider there? Well, that's a that's a good point because uh, definitely a lot of cases when you're listening to numbers, you're hearing national numbers. And mm-hmm. as most people know that are in the industry, uh, this industry is definitely local. And uh, not to say that if something's happening on a national basis, it's happening that way in every single market. Each market is different. And so it's, it's, it's key to have the information within each individual market. So you can see which markets are performing, which ones are not, which ones are lagging. But to make a blanket covered statement about a, a market based on national numbers would be doing a disservice to the market. So it's very important that you do uh, have a local perspective when you're looking at the research. Right. Because you can get a general idea of what's going on in the world, but uh, you need to look at your actual property, the actual street it's on. I know a lot of the centers and properties we work on, uh, you know, one a block away can be doing well, and the one a block down the road can be doing terribly. And it's an ter- entirely different market. Uh, what about residential data sources? Uh, can they be used in, with commercial real estate decisions? Are they important? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's probably one of the uh, data sources that are overlooked in the commercial arena. I think we get so tied up with a lot of the, the, the you know, commercial data that you're looking at on a day-to-day basis that you forget to look at some of the residential factors that will influence not only the econ- economic factors in that area, but also what kind of growth may be occurring also to help you forecast in a certain market. So if you're looking for investment properties, you want to make sure you're going to certain components of the residential side that you may be able to project what kind of growth's going on, whether it's maybe looking at building permits or new units being proposed in a certain area. Uh, Also, too, uh, another uh, hidden little gem is is the school districts. A lot of folks, when they're moving and looking for homes, they are looking for particular school districts. So it means you've got growth into certain areas, which will also uh, affect the uh, retail sector a little bit to knowing who's moving in, who's moving out, and which areas are probably more uh, likely to have that growth. That's a good point. And then whatever type of business you're in, uh, data can also be used to drum up business, right? That's correct. I mean, one of the things that uh, amazes me is many of your listeners today do have access to this type of data sources currently. And a lot of the the individuals or the professionals out there will wait until they get a phone call. Maybe someone needs a certain uh, property that they want to lease or buy. There's times where, especially nowadays, where things are a little slower. Uh, you want to be able to be a little more proactive with the data, and there's many ways that you can go in to the system, uh, whether you, whatever data source that you're using, and being able to be more proactive, whether you're digging up uh, contacts, leads, uh, prospects, buyers, sellers, whoever you may be uh, targeting is, is, your, uh, is your market. Yeah, let's talk about uh, an example there quickly. We're close on the break, but what's an example of, of how a user might drum up business? Well, for instance, let's say uh, you're a tenant rep, and uh, and there's plenty of them out there right now. So there's a, a good indication that you may want to go in, target, for instance, a retail uh, building that may be uh, sitting under 50% uh, uh, occupancy, and uh, maybe have just lost a major anchor. It's a good opportunity to go out and reach out to those tenants and actually talk to them about possibly relocation. No one likes to be in an empty center. And so rather than just being able to uh, target that particular any tenant within a shopping center, go after those that actually have a, a possibility of looking to move. Right. So use the data before you actually have an assignment. Go create an assignment. That's great. <laughs> okay. we are have to take a short break. When we get back, we'll have more research strategies for you. I'm Michael Bull, and you're listening to the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Commercial Real Estate Show podcast are brought to you commercial free by commercial brokerage firm Bull Realty. 
When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We have some incredible shows coming up, including fourth quarter market updates for each of the major property sectors. These market update shows will air for about the next five weeks. We also have a show coming up on Twitter for Business. If you'd like to receive a once-a-week email about our show topics, you're invited to sign up at CommercialRealEstateShow.com. Well, today we're covering commercial real estate research strategies. My guest is Mike Overly with Excelligent. And, Mike, I'd like to talk about some actual takeaways now, and this is where listeners might want to have a pen in hand. Uh, Where can uh, uh, listeners find information on lease comps? I mean, lease information seems to be pretty hard to find, but what are some tips for there? Yeah, definitely. There's uh, really two ways of looking at uh, data sources when you're when you're uh, doing your research, and, and definitely there's subscription-based services, and there's also uh, free services on the internet. Which uh, typically you have to decide which one's probably going to give you the more current and timely data. Uh, there's definitely a lot of the free government agency type sites uh, that you can go to, but the subscription-based services typically give you more of a uh, up-to-date, current, timely. Uh, data set. And some of those, for instance, uh, is Excelligent, the mm-hmm. company that I work with, uh, provides a great in-depth details on leasing trends. Not only that, leasing rates, what's for lease, lease comps, who's who's in each of the buildings as well. Uh, you've got other uh, uh, companies out there, for instance, like Reese and CoStar. There's also a number of other free sources uh, that you can go to. Economic development companies or, or associations typically will also provide in some markets uh, some data to look for. Uh, maybe it's larger space for People moving into a market. Uh, you've also got uh, you know, companies like LoopNet and, and City Feet and a few other of the companies that provide more of a self-update system. You may not be getting quite the uh, timely and up- updated information, but you still have access to that type of information that you're looking for when it comes to leasing. That's great. And we recently had Mike Lipsy on the show from the Lipsy Company, and he mentioned 10K Wizard, which is a Morningstar um, company that provides document research. They have public company research, uh, the global filing. So that's another place that you possibly find a lease in a building or, or a certain tenant and get a comp there. Well, what are some good sources for tax ownership information? Well, and actually, I was listening to that show you uh, had mentioned with Mike Lipsy, and one of the um, things that he mentioned when he was talking about best practices is for lease space is pricing it properly. And mm-hmm. I think that really fits in nicely with what we're talking about today because mm-hmm. it is, in order to be successful in this industry and, and being able to close deals, you need to uh, have your properties priced properly. Otherwise, you're going to spin a lot of wheels uh, trying to get that uh, property marketed. So uh, well, some of the tax-based uh, in, uh, information databases that were really helpful are actually the counties themselves. I mean, uh, one of the things that's really helped out in the industry over time is technology. Technology's increased significantly in this industry, and, and the commercial the real estate information that you can get from the county tax assessor's databases, depending on the county, of course, can be uh, quite significant. I mean, anywhere from getting uh, sales information, tax map information, and even now being able to go in and do some pretty significant mapping. So definitely going there first is a great way to, to save some money for your own personal research costs, but also, too, there's other companies that you can subscription-based that will give you some information on the tax roll data, such as uh, First American, uh, CoreLogic, and the uh, DataQuick. And what are some good sources of information on outstanding debt on commercial properties? How can uh, listeners find out who has the debt? One of the areas that we were just talking about with the uh, tax records is obviously a, a place to go back to. Uh, you know, right after the warranty deeds, in most cases, you'll have a security deed following that uh, record, and that is a great way of being able to go in and see what the financing is on that particular transaction. So you can find out who the lender is, the terms, 
the financing, and any other pertinent details about that lender. Now, granted, as many of you know, that uh, those notes get sold over and over again, so there is a possibility that there is a new lender involved, but it gives you at least a breakdown of what was the backdrop of that transaction. Right. And another good source for CMBS loans is uh, TRAP, a pay service. It's very expensive, but they track the CMBS loans on some of the larger uh, properties. Well, uh, what are some good sources for uh, officers of corporations and LLCs when you find out the owner's an LLC? Uh, how can you get to, to the actual people? Sure. Uh, and, and, and actually, back again to talking about sites that you can go to that are free and out mm-hmm. there on the Internet versus those that are fee-based. But uh, obviously, the Secretary of State's always the first place to maybe look. It's a mm-hmm. quick, easy source. Uh, each of the states uh, will have a Secretary of State you can go into, do a corporation search, you can find the general principles and the locations where they're located. Granted, you may not get a, a phone number on those particular individuals, but it gives you, again, a head start. Another great source is uh, the uh, 10kwizard.com mm-hmm. uh, with Morningstar. That's another great source to be able to track that information down. And, of course, uh, when you're looking at public companies, you can go to their investor pages within their website, and they'll have a lot of detailed information on their principals and officers within the company. Okay. And what about uh, traffic counts and uh, flood maps? What are some of the sources there? Yeah, I think some of the easiest ways to get that information is going straight to the DOT. The DOT in most of the states will uh, be, have that type of information that will be available to you. Uh, and granted, you'll be able to, uh, may not always be the exact location or intersection that you're looking for, but typically they do monitor a lot of the major intersections where you'll be able to get some uh, pretty good traffic counts. Flood maps, obviously FEMA. FEMA is where to go. It's the source of that information. Uh, they've got various things that you can purchase from them as well as uh, access on their website. There are other resellers of that information, obviously, but uh, FEMA is really the, the starting point. And, of course, a contaminated website, the EPA. The EPA website's quite a, a, a large website of information, uh, not only for contaminated uh, sites, but also information dealing with those sites if you're looking to acquire them and what the uh, uh, recommendations or what the uh, – uh, different criteria is to be able to uh, pass certain uh, tests within the within the property. Okay, and the site to do business uh, uh, partner site RedX, uh, they also have a uh, kind of a one page report you can get on on properties to see if there's contaminated sites within the within a couple blocks or whatever that might be of concern for you. So if you have the CCIM site to do business, you have that there for you. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more tips after the break. If you appreciate the show, reach out and say hello. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Commercial Real Estate Show podcast are brought to you commercial-free by commercial brokerage firm Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. If you're looking for a good cause to donate to, check out Andy's Army. A commercial agent's daughter experienced serious brain injuries. His daughter, their family, and others in the same position could use our help. The nonprofit's mission is to provide assistance to children and their families who are receiving medical treatment and care for non-traumatic brain injuries. The website is Andy's Army. That's A-N-D-E-E-S and then Army. You can find the link at CommercialRealEstateShow.com or give me a call at 888-612-SHOW. Well, today we're covering commercial real estate research strategies. My guest is Mike Overly with Excelligent. And, Mike, one of the things that uh, people in the business world are always looking for is emails. Do you have any uh, tricks of the trade for us to find emails? Well, uh, one of the easiest ways would be uh, subscribing to one of the uh, 
subscription services such as Excelligent. Uh, many of the different services do provide a, a larger range of different emails, way to reach out to folks, do broadcast uh, emails. But also, too, some of the other easier ways, make sure you're part of your uh, local commercial board. A lot of cases when you're joining up for associations and other memberships, you get access to their directory listings, and you have access to that. So if you're part of your commercial local commercial board, usually have access to that as well. Other uh, areas such as the Mortgage Bankers Association, if you're looking for a different type of uh, contact, they have directories as well. Sign up for their uh, membership as well, and that will give you access to a lot of those type of emails. So I would suggest looking at different associations, especially things that you focus on primarily in your industry. That's a good point. Where can you find federal tax return information on companies to find things like average rent-to-revenue ratios for specific industries, Mike? I would say one of the uh, sources to look at is the uh, bizminer.com. That seems to be one of the areas that can give you some of that information you're looking for. Okay. And what are some other sources for commercial real estate-related information? Uh, well, definitely the census.gov uh, is a, definitely a place to start. Now, granted, a lot of the 2010 data is slowly being cycled into there, so we're finally starting to get some updated demographic data. I've, for many years now, we've been using some of the projected numbers going back from 2000, but the 2010 data is starting to be loaded in many states and being able to have access to that. A lot of different uh, information on census.gov, and not just demographics. Uh, they have information like spending totals for construction and retail, manufacturing sales, uh, and not to mention new residential construction and sales. Also looking at different type of demographics such as uh, Claritas, Esri, Economy.com definitely give you a lot of different uh, information involved in the demographic and consumer data. And your previous guest brought up a good point. A lot of the consumer segmentation data is a lot of new information that people haven't used in the past, which is really looking at buying trends and tendencies of these particular people that live in an area. So if you are in a certain segment of the industry and you're trying to uh, go after that type of clientele, you can try to find out, who are these people that actually live and work in that particular area? Just some other quick hits, uh, construction data. You always want to be able to uh, be in touch with what's going on in your market, what's being new, uh, construction, read construction data, Dodge are a couple of, to name a few. And also, too, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hesitate making sure you sign up for a lot of the different newsletter press releases from some of the new real estate news sources. American Business Journals does a great job of being able to uh, sign up for a newsletter in your market in commercial real estate. And they'll send you daily updates on things that are going on in your market. Knowing new people are moving in, people are moving out, but being able to find those prospects. And then finally, just a couple other quick ones, uh, looking at your planning and zoning departments, always a great way to being able to track down and see what's going on specifically in your county, in your area. And other residential data, as we talked about residential uh, data a little earlier, Hanley Wood does a fantastic job on a national basis being able to track that residential data. So when you're looking for that complement to what you're doing in your research side. And then lastly, the employment data. Going to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, www.bls.com, another great source of looking for that employment numbers and getting really detailed on who's in that particular market. Okay. And we're going to put a lot of these sources on the website, so if your your pencil broke during that time, <laughs> uh, we'll have them there. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us today and sharing your insight. Thank you very much, Michael. If you'd like more information from Mike Overly or Excelligent, or if you have questions or comments for any of us on the show today, the information is available at commercialrealestateshow.com. Can you join us next week? Well, I hope so. I promise you another informative show. Thanks for spending some time with us. I'm Michael Ball. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show.